Hey guys, I'm back with another podcast and today I want to talk about the reasons why you are not losing weight. Very, very, very frustrating topic for so many people around the world where they feel like they're putting in a lot of effort, they're making changes to their lifestyle and they're just not seeing the results that they want. So what exactly is holding you back from losing weight? How can you get unstuck? And what are some key things we need to think about in order to move forward? Uh, you know, be progressive and actually finally see change because I promise you, you can definitely get the results that you want. There's just something that you're missing, something you haven't tried, something you aren't doing correctly or something you are doing right now that's actually holding you back. So not only is it a matter of ensuring that you're doing the right things, it's also a matter of ensuring that you are not doing things that will pull you away from your goals. Uh, so let's get into it. So when we think about fat loss, I guess just to start off, we typically our body. So let's just talk about maintenance to start with, right? So whatever your weight is today, if you have a normal job that you go to all the time, um, you have a normal lifestyle that doesn't really change too much. You have a pretty regular work schedule, sleep schedule, similar hobbies, day to day, things like that. Chances are your current body weight is hovering around what it's been for quite a while now. Whether you're in great shape or whether you're quite overweight right now, most people are walking around or living as they currently are in a very comfortable way. And what I mean by that is if you are 80 kilos today, you were probably 80 kilos last week and you were probably 80 kilos the week before and things like that. And the reason for this is because our body is very good at maintaining our current body weight, a body weight that your body is comfortable with. And there's a lot of resistance when you look to change that. If you're someone who is quite skinny and you're looking to put on muscle, you have to honestly get to a point where you're force feeding yourself in order to grow and your body does not want you to put on weight. As soon as you start eating more, hunger drops to try to stop you from eating more, obviously, but then your energy levels go up as well. That's your body again fighting your desire to add weight because homeostasis, meaning maintaining as you are, is essentially uh, in all different ways, is just what the body does out of comfort, um, out of efficiency, and to sustain life. So if you're someone who is going from your regular routine and you decide, you know what, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to start going to the gym, I'm going to follow a meal plan, I'm going to be more active, I'm going to start doing all these different things towards fat loss, your body will do everything in its power to stop you from getting that outcome. That's very important to understand because sometimes people think they're doing everything wrong, but you have to understand that when you make one decision towards fat loss, your body's going to try to pull you the opposite way in various other ways. Uh, one example of that, just to start with, is if you start to eat less food today, maybe your body won't really catch on to it straight away. You'll be fine. By day two or day three, hunger will start to increase. You'll start to notice food more. Uh, you'll start to smell different foods a lot more and your, you know, your senses will increase because your body is trying to tell you, hey, like you haven't eaten the amount of calories that I'm accustomed to right now. And we need to eat this food in order to, to sustain life and to maintain, you know, the comfortable body weight that we are. If you refuse, refuse completely to 
eat more food and you're very, very strict with your diet, your willpower is strong in that regard, you may notice or you may not even notice, but your body will start to slow you down in other ways. You'll be more inclined to sit a lot more. Maybe you won't do as many steps in the day. Maybe you won't be as active. Um, you know, your body will try to do things to manage your energy balance to stop you from being in a deficit and maintain where you currently are. So, you know, it can be quite frustrating because you might reduce your calorie intake quite significantly, but then because you're moving less throughout the day as well, you don't actually see the change that you desire because you've just removed that reduction uh, by also reducing your movement. Another example of this is you're very good with your diet, you're very good with your steps, but by, by day seven or maybe it's the weekend, or you know, two weeks into this uh, lifestyle change, the hunger, the cravings are just ridiculous. And when you do have that social meal, you tend to overeat. Or another one, you feel like you're really on track with everything, but somehow things aren't changing. And then you realize, oh, I've been snacking. I've been having these little extra things, which actually, you know, amount by the end of the week to quite a few more calories than I've been planning on. And this is why I'm not seeing the results that I want to see. So there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to fat loss. And my job as a coach is to obviously uh, figure out what what people, where people are holding themselves back, what's, you know, problem solving essentially. So I look to ensure that all areas are tracked and managed and we're figuring out exactly what it might be. And for some people, you know, simply sitting down less than standing can cause them to burn less calories across the day and lower that calorie deficit. Uh, so, you know, there's a whole host of different situations and scenarios that we could get into and think about, uh, some, of, some of which could be overwhelming and kind of frustrating at the same time. But to keep it simple, I think the first thing you have to do if you want to definitely lose body fat and body weight in total is to obviously weight train, eat enough protein, and ensure that you are consuming fewer calories than your body is accustomed to. We already know that. So if you have no idea how many calories you're eating on a day-to-day -day basis, you have no idea how much protein you're having on a day-to-day -day basis, and you have a very inconsistent weight training program, or you're not going, you're not going to lift, you're not going to the gym at all, you're not lifting weights at all, then that right there is the first issue. You know, I was actually at the shopping center today and I had somebody stop me and say, hey, like, what are these muscles that you have? Why do you have these muscles? And essentially he was, uh, it led on to him to then ask for some advice on how he could build some muscles. And I asked the questions, are you going to the gym? The answer was no. Are you lift? So you're not lifting weights? The answer was no. Are you eating enough protein? No, I'm not eating enough, not really eating enough meals. I'm not really hungry, stress is high, etc." All of these problems can be solved by asking the right questions and then having the right protocol in place to ensure that results are, are met, basically. Um, but to get back on track, you need to know what's coming in. You need to be able to track these things, uh, the, the basics of you know enough protein, the right amount of calories, and your weight training progression over time. And if, if you've got those things sorted, I feel like you've got the foundation in place. That's a very good starting place. Then you have to think to yourself, okay, so I've got these foundations in place and I'm doing the best I can in regards to going to the gym, eating enough protein and eating a set amount of calories day to day. But the results are slowing down. The results are slowing down because your body weight is reducing. Therefore, that calorie deficit is actually getting smaller and smaller 
over time as well. So we do have to think about reducing your food intake progressively or increasing your cardio or your steps counts per day or whatever it might be to ensure that we maintain a certain level of uh, caloric restriction or uh, calorie deficit to see the rate of progress that we want. So you might be on track and you might see yourself losing half a kilo a week and you're quite happy with that. And then after three or four weeks, it's down to 300 grams per week on the scale dropped. And then after that, it's like stuck or maybe 100 grams only lost. That's when we have to look at, and you've lost body weight as well, which is a key factor. That's when we have to look at uh, the fact that you have lost total body weight and the amount of calories you're burning from moving day to day is now reduced. Your body is also more efficient. It's more used to the modality of movement, your weight training, things like that as well. So there is going to be a reduction in your food intake to ensure that we keep seeing more progress. And that's something that we obviously monitor week to week or I do with my clients to ensure that we make the right adjustments at the right time. Oftentimes we want to hold the same amount of food as long as we can, but we will pull from your calorie intake when we need to to ensure that we get past these plateaus and keep things moving forwards. Now you're doing all these things right and you're not seeing the weight loss, the rate of weight loss that you want, so you reduce your food intake and then you get to a point where you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to eat any less than this because it's actually affecting my training performance in the gym or all I'm thinking about is food or I'm not getting enough nutrients each day to hit my fiber target or to feel satiated. What we can do instead is obviously increase the amount of activity you're doing, whether it's going from four days in the gym to five days in the gym, whether it's adding in a conditioning circuit or you're doing some ab circuits, uh, you know, or increasing your steps count or, which is very simple and low impact, or actually adding in some group sports activities uh, weekend activities, hikes, things like that, which are a little bit more sporadic, uh, or doing some group fitness classes, or just any form of activity in general, increasing your activity. So essentially, if we're doing everything right and we're not seeing the results that we want and we're trying to make these adjustments and stuff, uh, one of the key reasons that you may not be losing weight is because essentially you're just moving less and you need to bring that up in order to continue that deficit. And the smaller you your body becomes or the less body fat you have, the more work you have to put in in order to maintain that deficit and continue to see fat loss. On a side note, the lower your body fat percentage is, the more resistant your body will be to allow you to lose body weight in total because obviously uh, there are there can be some health concerns as you get too lean. So we're not looking to get super, super shredded if you're not a bodybuilder or you're not a fitness model or you're not doing a photo shoot or something like that. Essentially, we're looking to get to healthy body fat levels um, and doing so in a healthy manner. Uh, but understanding that your body will fight you regardless because homeostasis is key. Now, many years ago, for a quick story, I decided that I wanted to shift homeostasis. I wanted to shift what my body was adapted to and what it, what it, you know, what felt comfortable for me. So I did a fat loss phase. I told myself I was going to do a bodybuilding competition, but I actually wasn't going to do it. It was just my way to stay committed, stay focused, and have a you know time based goal. Uh, so I told myself I was going to do this competition, and I dieted down for it. Um, and when I got to my leanest, I decided to maintain that intake for quite some time. Uh, maintain that body composition for as long as I could as well and then slowly increase my food intake kind of like a reverse diet I guess you could say uh, reverse diets weren't really a thing back then but 
you know, kind of like that. And I was trying to shift my body fat set point, which is a theory that, you know, your body will try to maintain a certain weight, right? Pretty much what I've been discussing. Uh, but I decided to make that homeostasis lower by dropping body weight, maintaining that weight for a long period of time and adapting to that. And honestly, I believe it worked because I started to maintain a leaner physique all the time. I wasn't as hungry. Everything was adapted to that. Um, and then I found that when I would, would eat more food, my body would just want to move more and burn more calories and try to maintain that lower uh, settling point, uh, as we call it, which is quite interesting. I don't think that many people would actually go ahead and experiment like that because it was weeks and weeks and weeks of dieting and there was also diet fatigue and there was other you know, hormonal shifts and changes that happen when you drop body fat and maintain that for a long period of time. But regardless, you know, your body is accustomed to being a certain weight and it will fight you until you get to a point where this is now a lifestyle for you. You're doing all the right things to maintain this weight and your body kind of adapts to it by down-regulating the amount of output you have, how much energy you're burning each day. Um, and it's called metabolic adaptation. And in most cases, we try to avoid that because we're looking for further fat loss in, you know, a lot of the time. But met metabolic adaptation to get you to a lower body fat percentage that you want to maintain probably isn't a bad thing. So that's something to think about. But anyways, getting back on track. Uh, another reason why you might not be losing weight is you keep snacking, which is something I mentioned earlier. So if you find yourself pushing towards a very aggressive, big calorie deficit, and you're constantly thinking about food from day one, chances are you're gonna fail. Uh, willpower and motivation will only get you so far, and if you've got Nutella in your house and you look at that jar every single day, there is gonna be a day that you open that jar, you smell it, you sniff it, you have a little bit, uh, you track that into your you know, macros for the day, it's fine, and then next minute you wanna eat all of it. It happens to the best of us. And something I, I've been saying for many years is that your body will always try to get the calories at once from somewhere, somehow, at some point, or it will be forced to drop body weight, um, as you know I've explained in this podcast so far. So if you're being extremely aggressive, your body will always try to get the calories at once. And I tell my clients this when they say, hey, you know, I binged on the weekend or, hey, I had these extra snacks or I did this or I had alcohol or something happened, which kind of, you know, pulled them back a little bit with their progress. And I'm like, well, hey, your body will get the calories at once somehow. It'll increase your cravings. It'll increase your hunger. It'll reduce your movement. It'll make you, you know, everything will just be more desirable to you in regards to food. And it takes a lot of willpower and discipline to stay on track in that scenario. So Having a smaller calorie deficit, something that's a bit more manageable in general for most people is the better approach. But if you're trying to be aggressive, just know that your body will try to fight you and snacking is something you want to completely avoid. So you need to be honest with yourself and say, hey, am I actually consume? Am I actually tracking everything that I'm consuming? Because uh, there is, you know, certain questions that I ask people my, and my clients in particular that actually makes them realize that, oh my God, I ate this food and I didn't track it. I ate more than I thought I did. I did this and I forgot I did that. And it happens a lot. So keep that in mind. Another thing is reduced exercise. I guess I touched on this already, but um, as your energy comes down, uh, your body is more fatigued, you tend to move less, you tend to perform not as well in the gym as well. 
uh, you tend to burn less calorie less calories or fewer calories over time uh, because your body becomes more efficient at what you're doing so if you go on the stairmaster for 20 minutes right the first time you ever do that you are killing it you're sweating you're burning so many calories but two or three months later you do that same 20 minutes and it's going to be a breeze at the same pace at the same you know resistance because your body has adapted to that therefore you're burning fewer calories in that same 20 minutes and that's the advantage of weight training is you know as your body adapts we can go heavier uh, with cardio equipment like the Stairmaster, as your body adapts, you can increase the, the speed of it, the intensity, and that also is helpful as well. Uh, but you have to be mindful that reduced exercise levels can obviously keep you from losing body weight. Another thing that we can you know, add to the mix is cheat meals. I feel like cheat meals have no place at all in anybody's approach towards fat loss or lifestyle. And I've done a podcast on cheat meals before. And what I really truly believe is that cheat meals should not exist whatsoever. However, we should have relaxed days. We should have days that we don't track every single thing that we consume and be okay with that. There should be days where we just guesstimate, you know, a meal here or there and be okay with it. And that, and there should be periods of time where we are not dieting towards fat loss and we're eating towards maintenance or we're eating to grow or we're eating for performance or we're eating for good health and not just focus on fat loss or a calorie deficit the whole time. But cheat meals, they don't make any sense. Um, if you, and the definition of a cheat meal, I guess, is, <laughs> there's so many definitions, but the one of the worst ones I've ever heard is someone said, hey, yeah, I diet throughout the week, and then I get six hours on a Saturday to eat whatever I want, but only in those six hours. Could you imagine all the types of foods you could eat in that six-hour block? I mean, if somebody gave me the opportunity to eat every single, like whatever I want to in a six hour block and I've, you know, essentially starved throughout the week to achieve some kind of results, I'm going to be eating so many calories. It would be ridiculous. I could probably do a 10,000 calorie challenge in six hours. Um, that's not a smart approach whatsoever. That's probably the worst uh, cheat meal advice I ever heard. And believe it or not, that was given to someone uh, from their PT uh, in a gym and yeah so cheat meals are not great definitely do not do cheat meals uh, the other thing that we need to think about is inaccurate tracking so you know you're tracking your food on my fitness pal or some kind of food tracking app and you think you're doing everything right but there is there is a lot of data on my fitness pal which is incorrect and as a quick example one time I was tracking in some fruit juice and all the carbohydrates were listed some, for some reason, they were listed as fiber on the food database on my fitness bell. And I noticed it straight away because it said I, ha I had had like 50 grams of fiber, which sounded ridiculous to me. And then I looked at the food and noticed that, hey, like that's incorrect. And I had to remove it and I had to manually add in, you know, the carbohydrates or the food that, that drank basically the correct information and save it in the app. So there are going to, there is going to be quite a few, um, inconsistencies inconsistencies there with tracking accuracy and also food in general can have a 20% variance from what the label says so we have to keep that in mind as well tracking your food intake is just the best method that we have um, but sometimes you might eat something and assume it's a certain amount of protein carbs and fats and fiber and it's actually a little bit different another thing is when you buy certain foods which have the measurements listed on them Oftentimes, those measurements are not even what the foods really are. 
I bought a punnet of blueberries the other day and it was 125 grams of blueberries, right? That's what it said on the sticker. And then I actually decided to weigh all of it for whatever reason. Normally I just weigh my portions, but I weighed all of it and it was 135 grams in total. And I was like, oh, well, I guess they gave me some extra blueberries. And some people wouldn't realize that. And, you know, typically myself as well, I'd be like, okay, I'm eating for convenience. I'll buy this package of 125 grams of blueberries and this package of 170 grams of yogurt and everything's already weighed out for me so I don't have to think about weighing anything. But the reality is oftentimes these items are not actually what they say they are in regards to weight. And it goes the same with, I believe, uh, extra lean mints or just any mints from a supermarket. It can say 500 grams on it and it can actually be quite a bit off, uh, which is something worth, worth noting basically. So. I guess that's pretty much wraps it up in regards to the reasons why um, you aren't losing weight. But I want to add one more to the mix, and it is one that you don't want to hear, I'm sure, uh, but it has to be said. And this one is alcohol. So alcohol is one of the uh, few substances that you can consume which will actually still cause uh, degradation to your health and your physique and your body fat composition or body body composition or your body fat levels even if you are tracking your calorie calorie intake so let me say that again consuming alcohol and tracking your macros and stuff and tracking your calories uh, is the best approach that we could do however Alcohol can still have a negative impact on your body composition even when your macros are tracked and that is a problem. Another food source that which can also do that is trans-saturated fats which we do not see very often in many foods at all so we don't really have to speak about that but trans fats is another food source that you can consume that and track your macros accurately and stuff like that and still see degradation to your health which we don't want. So. If you're doing everything right, but you feel like you're a low-key alcoholic or you just can't seem to not drink week to week, I dare say that is what that is what's holding you back. And alcohol will not only impair your decision-making and potentially result in eating foods that you completely forgot about, but it can also affect your training performance later on. It can cause dehydration, which can give you a false sense that you've lost weight because you've lost weight on the scale due to dehydration. But then when you rehydrate and replenish your electrolytes, there can be a swing there where you actually regain additional weight um, you know, as you have a higher sodium intake and a higher amount of water, and then your body has to balance that out as well. So to wrap everything up, let's think about uh, ensuring that we're tracking things accurately to start with, or just tracking at all. Uh, if you're not tracking, Look at what you're currently eating. Make sure you're eating enough protein. If tracking is not your thing, make sure you're eating enough protein and reduce the portion sizes of most of your carbohydrate and fat-based foods besides vegetables. And that's a great start. You could remove you know, carbohydrates later in the day if you choose to. That really is insignificant. But we're looking to reduce what your body is accustomed to uh, and go to bed feeling hungry. That's a very basic uh, tip that I give a lot of people. So... We want to make sure that we're moving more, we're moving a sufficient amount, we're not slowing down, we're not going to the gym for one hour, but then sitting on the couch for the rest of the day. So having a steps target is great. Uh, we want to make sure that we're not snacking and if there's foods in the house that we tend to overeat on or 
you know, have these little sneaky extras here and there, maybe we shouldn't really have them in the house, uh, or maybe look at some alternatives that are less uh, enjoyable to stay on track. I want to make sure that we're not reducing our exercise, we want to make sure we're not having cheat meals, and we want to make sure that we are controlling our calorie intake, having, you know, um, everything in moderation is what I like to say. I don't mind drinking alcohol myself, but if fat loss is my focus and it's quite important to me and I'm not seeing changes and I am drinking alcohol, alcohol is the first thing to go. So keep that in mind. And that's pretty much it for this podcast. Um, If you're still with me, thanks for listening. Hopefully this is helpful and I will speak to you guys soon.